Yo, what's happening? It's Vince McMahon. This is Chad G. Slim Villain. Together, we form the three-man group known as the Fabulous Three Bros. And this is... Subject to change. It's the show where we bring you all the high spots, the low blows, and everything else in between the ropes of professional wrestling. So stay tuned, and let's get it popping off. And if they're smart, they'll listen. Yeah, that. Nah, that I'm sorry, that that looks ugly. As the first Brian, like Brian. advertised <laughs> title match for Impact, where after Christian wins it, oh, too old. I mean, yeah, too old. WWE dies. A former, hey, former Edgehead. Maybe it's a storyline there. Yeah, I got that. Maybe it's a storyline. His friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I, 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 just, I, would, I didn't like looking at that graphic. I was like, this just, no, that doesn't look appealing to me. Christian versus Kurt Hawkins? I want to see <laughs> Jay White versus Christian. That, that's ooh, the, that's the money match right there. Jay White. I like that. I like that. Sling, is he just, is he Impact like fully now? Like, I know he's still in uh, New Japan, but like, is Impact like his like he split. US promotion? No. I guess so. I like it. It's so weird how like Jay White's like, in, in Impact. <laughs> Because he so can probably Impact, go anywhere. Impact and New Japan have like an open relationship, right? right yeah, now. I think so. Because so. there's something like Juice Robinson mm-hmm. and like uh, David Finley there like all the time. But yeah, this is the first American promotion Jay White really popped out on. So it's so it's so strange because he probably could be like a main eventer. He could be anywhere. And, and like anywhere. anywhere, like a like a, like a legitimate main eventer, like any company. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, I'm just going to go to Impact. Like, it's <laughs> smart. He knows Impact. Like Impact has a space to build the show around him. Mm-hmm. I want to spiral this kind of into the conversation that we heard about over the week with the WWE kind of shifting their focus for NXT. Because my thought is, if Jay White were to potentially sign the WWE right now, right? Mm-hmm. This is a hypothetical, pure hypothetical. What will be the perfect spot for him? Because you ideally think somebody like him will go to NXT, but are they even reaching for people like that anymore? Being he's, as though now it sounds like they don't want to chase after the indie stars, the indie darlings. He's not a midget as they described it. Oh, yeah, as they I, described I, it in the in the parent the memo. Um, yeah, the parent just, memo that we got. I just looked it up. He's six one, two twenty, and he's like twenty eight years old. It's like Seth Rollins size, a little shorter than Seth. So he's yeah. he's under thirty, over six feet, like built. So I think he would. I think they would sign him. Yeah. Still, like even under that, like the new uh, memo. So with yeah. that, is he the key, like, ideal superstar that they will be trying to reach out and get? Because it just seems weird to me, like, what, what they really want. Because they say they they say they want to go younger, but, okay, you cut somebody like Leon Ruff. So in that situation, is it the size that's a problem? Or even look at somebody like Bronson Reed. He was somebody young that was popping off, too. But he has good size. He got a look. But he's gone. So what's going on here? That's all I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because it's like you said, like, it seems like there's like no rhyme or reason. Like, we, we obviously heard about like the memo and everything, but, but like you said, like, it doesn't seem like to line up as much. Maybe they didn't see anything in like Leon Ruff where they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to use him on the main roster. So they yeah. cut him. But it's hard to say with some of these cuts. Cause like, you look at Bronson Reed, like, he, he's like 32. So he's not like, He's on like the bad side of 30. And he's a and big he, boy. 
Yeah, he's a big boy. He's agile. He can yep. he can go in the ring. Like, got a nice personality. Yeah, got a nice personality. Like I don't understand why you wouldn't want him on your roster. I don't get it. The question that's circling around everyone's heads this week is Triple H being punished. That's going to be um underlying theme of this episode but without further ado welcome ladies and gentlemen to episode what is this 24 i believe it's oh, 24 of subject to change yes sir it was uh the pro wrestling journalist chad g's birthday this week happy belated birthday chad thank you thank you and I, how, I, I was, how was your day it was good until it was the victim of some wwe style booking yes in the STC championship. Oh yeah, right on your birthday, just like Karen oh, Cross. Just like Karen Cross. Like I so, out. <laughs> this is something that went down uh this past week. We had to decide the fate of the S2C title. I couldn't let it go on any longer. We needed a, this undisputed unified champion. So I said, look, we got dynamite coming up this week. We got five matches on the card. Shoot them. I just said shoot them. And you know what my shooters do? They shoot. Shoot them predictions out at any time, anywhere. Boom. Steph Curry. Predictions laid out. Bam, it's there. Dan Bullard. Sign the contracts. It's on the table. And then who comes out with the win? The Slim Sensei himself, Dylan Miller. What's good, Dylan? Of course. Let's, let's pop in. He's, he's now the, the quadruple champ. champ. Here. The quadruple, quadruple champ. champ. Man, champ, hey, man, champ, you, got champ, titles. Champ. you got more titles than Kenny Omega. You got more champ titles than Kenny Omega. So remind, remind me how he got four titles now because it's, it's duplicates of both of the titles? Yeah, because yeah, okay. we... Cause we because we both tied on the All S2C right. and the Nostradamus Championship. Okay, well, Dylan, so that, you had... so we created two titles because we're yeah. both champions. This is history. Yeah, well, right Dylan, here. you had you had four, but you know we, we don't want you carry. Titles. We don't want you carrying around all that weight. You know, that's a lot of luggage you got to carry on the planes. We got the unified. What? Nah, I don't have to take a plane. Yeah, I we got a unified. All right, how about this? You keep keep the two cop. Keep a set of two at the house, and then the other two you take on the road. You right, wanna, right, that's it's only, fair, that's it's only two with you at a time. That's you want to be like uh, like Kenny Omega, have like four belts, like hanging on him <laughs> at one time. Yeah. Have some yeah, of your lackeys carry them. I'll take it to my shows. I'll take it to my shows. You just see me in the back with a jumpsuit, like Michael Nakazawa, <laughs> carrying <laughs> carrying the belt. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, that's your boy Vince McMahon's on the uh, mic. Um, a little bit to talk about this week. I uh, as far as wrestling goes, eh. How how would y'all rate how would y'all rate this week of wrestling? I mean, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was terrible. I, I can't pinpoint anything that was necessarily bad. Raw, of course. I, you, you know Raw. Raw's ass. <laughs> I feel like Raw. I, don't I didn't think watch about that. Raw. It's Raw. Actually, I'm trying to think. Did I watch Raw? <laughs> but mm. if that's the thing. Every week, Raw is so unmemorable. Mm. Each week, it's hard to remember. It's hard to even think about like what happened on the yeah. show like a week out. So, um, before we get into that, I must say. I guess what my low blow of the week was. Um, I guess my low blow of the week, not necessarily a bad event that happened, but just hearing the news about Keith Lee's uh, struggle and the battle he went through since January. He -hmm. finally broke his silence um, and, uh, you know, told everybody about the situation. He said he was diagnosed with COVID, I think. I don't know if he said back in March or January, I believe. It was around that time or something. And then I guess after that, he had a hard time recovering his the doctors found he had like an inflamed heart, I, I believe, something like that. Is that what it was? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, it was, it was some kind of heart condition, which is uh, put his health at extreme risk. 
but he's doing better now. Luckily, he's in like recovery, and they kind of just trying to slow him back into the routine now. So uh, keeping him, you know, under everybody's eye. So, yeah, I, I guess that was my low blow. It, it's positive though, hearing that he's recovering and everything. Yeah, so, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's it was definitely scary to hear, like how how sick he got like during after he got COVID and his heart issues, and I just hope that like. It's like he get his they keep a close eye on Keith because heart issues are always tricky and yep. everything. So I hope they just like ease him back in to things, and uh, hopefully soon he can ramp it up and get back to the Keith Lee that we all know he can be. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, since he's come back, he's had what two matches mm-hmm. in like this last month. So I, I think they still trying to really work it out a little bit, but. Yeah, shout out to Keith Lee. I'm glad to see him back. Um, did y'all have any pinpoint moments that y'all just hated this week that that were just horrendous, or can we hit uh, up the high spots? Hmm. I'm trying to think if, like, I I think I think this week was uh, it it, it wasn't. Like like particularly like newsworthy, but I don't think anything like too bad like happened. Yeah, like you were saying. So I guess, I guess we can keep that as a solid low point. Um, hmm. as far as high spots though, what, what would y'all say really um excited you this week? Smackdown. Oh, Smackdown. Just Smackdown as a whole was a pretty damn solid was show. The, was it the John Cena promo from Raids twenty six minute uh promo battle? Minutes. I'm not gonna lie, I got home. <laughs> Like super late, and what did I do? I got home at like eight fifteen. I was like, "Damn, I wonder what I missed." The niggas are still making it interesting. I'm like, "Okay." I was about to say, "What you said is twenty six minutes. At least six of those minutes was to Roman's entrance." I think uh, I think it was actually like twenty minutes was Roman's. (laughs) (laughs) They literally cut to commercial in the middle of it. That shit is crazy. I swear, each week they're they're making it get longer. Like like yeah. it's it's at least like ten seconds longer each week. <laughs> like mm. pose and like look at the crowd for like ten seconds longer each week. Like I hope y'all hate this. Yeah. They, I hope. They, uh, yeah. I hope once SmackDown is just the entire two hours. It's just him <laughs> making his entrance. <laughs> he stops in the middle of the ramp. He's just like sits in the chair, grabs some snacks. The only thing he says like there's like thirty there's like ten seconds of ring SmackDown and just goes acknowledge me. That's the end. <laughs> and then drops the drops the mic. Everyone's like, that's his best promo. <laughs> his best yeah. promo since I'm, I'm, this is my yard now. Yo, that would actually be that actually happened. People would be like, half the people would be like, that was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. And then the other half of people would be like, brilliant, brilliant work they did. <laughs> Listen, I'm calling it right now. Not Friday night SmackDown after SummerSlam after Roman Reigns beat John Cena. He's gonna come to the ring. It's gonna be like wow. Drop the mic and just walk out. And then here comes a rock. If you're some with the rock, it's cool. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who acknowledges you, Roman. Every day you wake up in the morning, you acknowledge yourself. If you're supposed to be the head of the table, you don't need anyone to acknowledge that fact. You in your right mind should know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to stop. But look, they do a good job with Roman's interest and everything, building up to the suspense of him, you know, his arrival. With that being said, how do y'all feel about, like, their job at building up the storyline we have here with Roman and Cena? Because you could argue, you know, before this week, it it was kind of middling a little bit. It was teetering, 
teetering into middling territory. And now they finally come face to face this week. They finally get the spit bars at each other. And I don't know about you, but I felt I felt like Cena was coming off a little weak to me. That promo, it moved me a little bit, but I I can't really side with a lot of what he's saying still. You know, he's still saying this irrelevant shit that don't really make sense talking about. Yeah, what. Cena just be throwing low blows. Yeah, like he be throwing them easy balls, like them easy balls that could have worked against Roman years ago. But you can't. It, it just don't have that same type of stature anymore, what he's saying, you know? See, I... I, I oh, no, you go ahead. No, you can go. You can go. I was going to say something. But I was going to say, he, he, he was going... Um, I agree with you in the first half, but I think he turned it up, like, in the second yeah, half. Yeah, towards I, the he, end. He got, through, he got through, like... I, I Like, he was dealing with the same stuff that he's been saying since 2017 with the first half. I was like, come on, like, get And then Roman was like, that's it? That's all you got? He I think like, he was... I think he baited him into doing that because he, because after, after he hit that Nikki Bell line, because Roman Reigns thought like he's like, oh, I hit the home run here, like him with the knockout blow with that Nikki Bella line. Seeing was basically like, oh, okay, and then he just like brought up like Dean Ambrose, and and then he brought up CM Punk. Well, he didn't bring up CM Punk, but he like yeah alluded to him. it. Yeah, alluded to him. So like, I think I think he turned it up after that. Yeah. But then he's harping on that one, two, three shit. One, two, three. And I mean, See, honestly, I like that, though, actually. I like honestly, that. it <laughs> had me thinking, though. I was honestly considering a moment. I was like, yo, what if they really do pull the trigger with Cena winning? Have him go away for a month or so. Have this storyline with Roman trying to come back and redeem the title, improve himself again. But I, I feel like it's too risky to go down yeah, that path. Yeah, way to too risky. To have Roman lose to Cena. Yeah, I don't think Roman point, Yeah, he can't. That shit but, could be disastrous. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but it did have me think. I did like the second. promo. Yeah. I did like, I like how, too, like, because a lot of this has been, like, kind of, like, shoot style, like, outside the ring mm-hmm. stuff. I like how they kind of brought it back to, like, in kayfabe, like, inside the ring, where he was, like, saying, like, you could give, like, you could, I know you're going to beat the, sh- the crap out of me, but mm. all I need to do is get you one, two, three. I need to pin yep. you one time, and then you lose the title. And if it's one thing we know about Cena matches is no matter how much you beat his ass, no matter if he down and out, out, he'll kick out. He will kick out AA, one, two, three, and then that's it. So, I mean, honestly, when I look for promos, I just got to look and see if they're really like trying to like if they're really working me over, you know. So there Mm -hmm. was a moment in that promo where I was like, I was thinking like, yo, what if what if Cena can do it? What if he will be Roman? I don't know. So with that, I'll give this a great A. I, you think, I think the shield really, really doesn't like uh, John Cena? <laughs> they don't fuck with Cena. Wait, okay, no, they 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 fucked up right back when they debuted, but that would have been cool if that's if that's who they fought they fucked up. Because remember when they came out, they was they was defending CM Punk, right? Uh, and then I think briefly, yeah, yeah, and then uh, there's some right back match, but yeah, he 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 mentioned that bar about uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, whatever happened to that guy? Where, where did he go? Yeah, I don't know who he's talking about. Yeah, right. That sleep, that slime ball, greasy guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I think a, I like a TV monitor blew up in his face. Yeah, I, I saw the video package. I only. That's saw what happened to him. A TV monitor blew up in his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it was involved some guy. I think he used to be like himself fiend or oh some God. sort. Oh, some kind of some kind of wizard swamp monster creature. Oh, wizard. That's fucking wild. Swamp. Oh, you talking about? Doink the Clown, that dude. The Doink oh, the yeah, Clown yeah, 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 yeah. Doink yeah. the Clown. Yeah, yeah. 
the with the clown mask, right? And came oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, the clown mask. Yeah, yeah. Had, had the little had a little red nose. Yeah, yeah. But what, what was that thing with the girl? And then she was spitting out the motor oil out of her mouth. Oh yeah, Remember? Harley Quinn. Was that Harley Quinn? I don't know what you got. I think it was Harley. Harley Quinn and Joker. Anyway, yeah, Dean Ambrose, name drop. Talk shit about Seth, uh, whatever. Is are those points valid? Did he really? I mean, come on, did Roman really run Dean Ambrose out the company? You seen it? Like, come on, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, it makes it sense wasn't Roman really. Reigns. Come on, it makes especially because like the last time we saw Dean Ambrose on WTV, it was like him and Reigns and Rollins like reuniting the shield and like hugging each other to end the show. <laughs> but but don't let uh facts get in the way of goodbye. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what else happened on SmackDown? Uh, hey, we got we got a new Intercontinental Champion. Nakamura defeated Apollo Cruz. Man, what a what a ra- not random, but I guess it was nice to see a title change to switch it up. But talk about a downfall of Apollo. Like we we was hype about him, man. And then I feel like we didn't really get to see his character really blossom into all of what it could have been. I mean, it's not over. Obviously, he just lost the title, but they're obviously not really focusing much on on his development as much as we thought they would. I mean, it was kind of weird how fast they, like, how easily they phased him out. It's like he yeah. lost two weeks in a row and then lost his title. <laughs> and it was like before that, we barely even saw him. Like, mm-hmm. so I just don't understand. You know, uh, we talked about it last week. Ever since he stopped feuding with Big E, it was just like, uh, we got nothing else to do with you. There's nobody else black on our roster. Who are you supposed to feud with? Like, what? And then, and then they released the Alistair Black, too. So they're like, oh, yeah, well, shit. Running out of black options. Yeah, that's that's who Big E was gonna face. He's he's going to face yeah. Alistair Black. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, I I like I kind of want to talk about that. Like, not to derail, but like I feel like Big E kind of got left in like limbo a little bit. Yeah, with that before Money in the Bank, they didn't have much going for him. But uh, it looks like Baron Corbin. Yeah, it looks be... like it looks like that's where we swerve. And hey, we 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 said it last week, man. This is where I'm you go, Baron. Even though subjects are often changing on this podcast, one thing is for sure. One of us, one out of the three of us will predict something correct that's happening. I said last week, we get in a Biggie Corbin feud out of nowhere. It was no sign of that. There was no teasing of it last week at all. It was nothing. I just said, hey, put two and two together. Perfect fit. You got a bum ass nigga looking for opportunity. You got a elite nigga that got a plenty of opportunity in the right in the palm of his hands. Corbin. Backstage just ran down the hallway and took his shit. That shit was funny, man. I'm fucking I'm fucking with this Corbin character heavy. Definitely the most I've been involved with Corbin. Yeah, same. I think this is the most invested I've been in Baron Corbin since since he got on the main roster. Um, I asked Baron Corbin. I like a little bit what he was doing in NXT when he was kind of like the indie hater when he just like go back to ROH. When he was so, emo, when he had that emo school shooter theme. Yeah, the lone wolf, Baron Corbin. Yeah, but he, uh, like he, he's really committed to this role because it mm-hmm. looks like he's not showered in three weeks. Has yeah. he got a haircut? <laughs> yeah, I could he, smell he him through terrible. the screen. He looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> it works. I love it. So wh- wh- he was on Raw this week. He was. He was. He was, he was fuck? Something. I was mad at that though. Like, I'm kind of mad at that. That shit was funny. That TikTok thing when he, when he was trying to come in the building and he was like, "Sorry, man, I can't let you in." He was like, "What are you talking about? I work here." He was like, "I don't know you." He was like, "That's my face on the truck right there." 
That's He's trying to get funny. food from catering. Like, oh, you can't take that. You can't take that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. So, uh, yeah, I, I was mad at him popping up a Raw, though, because I'm like, that's a spot that could be made for somebody else. Like, come on. Why y'all focusing on SmackDown storylines on Raw? God damn it. Three hours yeah. show, y'all can't fit in another Raw person. Y'all got to put SmackDown storylines on Raw now? Yeah, it was like Such bad. a god-awful show. It was like, it was a gender, gender, like, sending him after, after Drew, Drew he, like, paid him to, to face Drew because he's afraid of him now because he's a sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Before we dive into uh, Raw, really, I want to we just we can just close out SmackDown real quick because it closed with a really awesome uh contract signing segment. Much better. I mean, the contract signing with Finn and well, not really Finn with, with Roman was okay, but this one really had the heat and the, the intensity. intensity there. Yeah. So, you know, they they was both talking they shit, Sasha and Bianca. Um, I forget the major bars they really gave each other. It was Sasha just they really they really just start, yeah. Sasha dropped a B bomb. They really was just like caddy kind of arguing back and forth. Then um, Sasha brought her crew out. Is is this a faction? Is this a group that we have right here? I hope not. I, I hope not too. Um, mm-hmm. If it was to be a group, though, I mean, I guess it would kind of make sense. They have similar personalities, similar kind of dress a- aesthetics. It, it seemed random though. <laughs> it does. It does seem very random. random. She was like, "I need." She's like, "I need a witness for this contract." Yeah, and Pat, Pat McAfee even was confused a little bit. Too. Like, he's he was like, like "What?" <laughs> anyway, they came out. Pat. They came out, got their ass beat. That was the purpose of that. You know, Bianca flipping over the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Highly the same. Doing some, doing some ricochet shit, yo. Yeah, I liked how she's beating the, the crap out of all of them. Like, one, like three on one. Like, she was getting mm-hmm. the better of them. Handling. For, for, for a lot of that. To, like, teamed up on her. Uh, giving out hands. I think I think Sasha is, like, shooting herself in the leg. She doesn't know what she's doing. She, she, she's going to get in the ring with a very, very angry Bianca Belair. I would not want to do that. The thing See, I like uh, about her, her character, too, is, like, it feels like she's not even, like, in her final form. Like, I feel like you can see that, like, in her matches, too, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, when, she's still like, got a little bit to work with, right? Yeah, like, she was, like, like, Super Saiyan. Like, almost. Because, like, 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 when they, when they touch her braid, like, she goes to another level. Like, she won't use it against you if you don't if you don't mess with it mm-hmm. but if you do it then she will it's like fair game at that point for her you don't want to piss her off man how perfect was that um shot of sasha locking in a bank statement with the braid on bianca they oh, have yeah. the best like combination of sasha locking it in on her and just like talking shit and bianca with like her like face of like being in danger just like oh my god just trying to like crawl out of the move it's mm-hmm. perfect they gel so well together exactly that's what i was saying man this this rivalry right here is about to be both of their classic rivalry like fuck charlotte and, and sasha that was some bullshit this is charlotte this, this, this the meat and the potatoes right here this is it i think too like look at the difference between charlotte and Rhea, and then sasha and bianca mm-hmm. i guess i guess it's not really fair to compare it because like they had like more than one match with each other but like i don't know like i feel like i feel like the chemistry between like Sasha and Bianca is like far superior to that between Charlotte and Rhea. Even though they did have a, a really good match on my bank. Yeah. Do you think they fumbled that Rhea Charlotte storyline like when they initially had Charlotte go over Rhea like at Mania? But last year, I, yeah. I think I and think they did. Feeling like feeling like they had to drag it out more. Yeah. They didn't. I don't think they they like had any like any foresight basically because it, it it just like. 
I don't think they even should have. I think they should have Rhea go for Charlotte because Charlotte did nothing in NXT. She won the title. And when she lost the title, she didn't even really lose the title. Rhea lost again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure if we were to have crowds at that mania, Rhea probably would have went over, don't you think? I, would. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Charlotte. Charlotte's like the golden girl, basically. Yeah. I think they wanted her to get another reign. I think that was her 10th title, wasn't it? I forget. Fucking shit. How many is she at now? Like 20? <laughs> she got like, I don't know, 14 or some shit? I forget. How many I days? I don't think they, they count for the <laughs> NXT title anymore. Yeah, dude. It's kind of weird. That's developmental, bro. Oh, man. That is... Yeah, <laughs> Triple H is in trouble. <laughs> is he in trouble? His brand is. <laughs> yeah. So, I do want to talk about that a little later. Um, let's just let's just knock Raw out the way, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's just lock this shit out. Uh, knock this shit out like how Randy knocked out Riddle with that RKO. I like how Riddle sold that shit. He just like flopped his head. Yo, I like Randy. I like this goatee look for Randy. Yo, that shit fit. It fits so well. He looks. He looks evil. Oh, he looks, yeah, he evil. looks like <laughs> a fucking like sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I thought we was gonna get them two versus AJ Omos for the tag titles. But honestly, I'm kind of glad we're skipping past that. We just setting up Riddle Randy for SummerSlam because I would much rather see that than that tag match. So, I mean, where does that lead the Raw tag titles? Because honestly, I don't, I'm getting, I don't know if I'm getting bored I, with it. But I think I think I think you might have like a the wrong read on that. I think I think it will be Randy and and Riddle versus Omos and uh, really, AJ. yeah. You think that they're not split really? Yeah, because he like pat his head afterwards. He just did it because he, he's annoying the shit out of him. I think they're still a oh. team. Okay. Yeah, I think they're still a team. I, th- I think that was him, like, accepting him. See, I didn't see that part. I just saw the highlight of him or RKO on him. Because he, oh. like, he was, like, smiling at the end, too. Riddle, like, I think. Like, asking like, RKO'd him. <laughs> oh, Randy. <laughs> Weird-ass relationship. Um, yeah. <laughs> how about... Relationship, you know? <laughs> uh, this week, we didn't see Goldberg, but we, had, we Bobby did cut a promo. With MVP, Over. right? With MVP? Did they have VIP lounge? If I remember. I don't be remember. But um, my question is, uh, should this actually be Goldberg's final match? Because that's kind of what Bobby was saying. He's like, look, Goldberg stepping in the ring with me, man. That's it. Like, he not, he's not coming back for this shit, man. You're not going to keep coming back, running town, hopping off the couch with this bullshit. Goldberg inhaling the smoke, bashing your head against the fucking door like a dickhead. <laughs> you know, if if you get a match with me, I'm putting in the hurt lock, spearing your shit. You're gonna bleed from your mouth, and and that's gonna be it. Honestly, I I want to see that. I want to see I want to see him break a couple ribs when he hit the spear. I want Goldberg to be in a pit of pain. I want Goldberg to never want to come back to WWE again. Sit the fuck down. Yeah, he's got to run through him. But he does. For, for Kofi, too. He's got to yeah. do that. Because like, if you have Goldberg beat Bobby Lashley after what he just did to Kofi, it's all for nothing. Yeah. He's made he's made him scrub. Yeah. <laughs> you, make, you make him look terrible. Good God. If they do that. Oh, if they do that. <laughs> that been the second oh. time Kofi, Kofi sacrificed himself <laughs> for, for, for nothing oh if that happens. If that happens, I'm not watching. I'm not. Like, Bobby's got to beat him. He has to. And, I mean, you know Goldberg can't work more than two minutes, so. if the, I'm okay with one heart attack tease. Like, he spears him immediately to start the match, and then he gets that, like, one, 
two, and then Bobby kicks uh, out, but then he kicks, but then, and then after that, Bobby beats the shit out of him. It's gonna be I'm okay spear kick out, spear kick out. <laughs> spear, um, jackhammer, Jack kick out, <laughs> dominator. Uh, no, no dominator. Another spear kick out. Do you think? Do you think Goldberg to execute any wrestling maneuver besides a spear or jackhammer in this match? He can't even do a jackhammer. He can't lift Bobby. You think he can lift Bobby? I think Bobby has a core strength to to to, help to, him out to, to balance himself up. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it'd be like a more of a strength Yo, for Bobby. Lashley I just think I just think Goldberg. Bacon when when Goldberg tried to hit that shit on Bray. It, oh my god! <laughs> it was just like. He lifted him up halfway for a vertical suplex, and then he just like fell over it. Dropped him. Yeah. Oh, to the Undertaker. Who? Who? Who's the one that approved that? Him doing it to the old ass Undertaker. A jackhammer to almost killed the Undertaker. Good God, bro! Goldberg coming back almost murdering people. Just needs to stop. Can't have it. So I'm looking for. I I think it's gonna be very similar to the Drew match that he had with Goldberg. Like we said, finisher, finisher. Kick out, kick out, blah blah blah. Are you, are, you, are you sick of that match formula? I'm sick. Yes, I'm sick of Goldberg. I mean, that's. Or, I mean, why I'm just like in general too. Like, like sometimes you still with Brock. No, not really, around. because because I feel like when we see it with Brock, it's not it's not every single time. You know, Brock will have a good match here and there, but every now and then he'll have a squash match or like a back and forth heated match. It's fine every now and then, but with Goldberg, we know we get every time. Yeah. And then, well, Goldberg is not like a believable thing either. Like, it's not like I'm thinking, okay, these are two powerful dudes. They just kind of bringing they bringing out they all in this short span of time. It's more just like I know Goldberg can't go more than this time. So this is just what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But with Brock, it's like okay, he he just kicking your ass, or he like when well, he had a match with Cain Velasquez. That match was like super quick, you know. But that's believable. Like I could see something like that happening in UFC, you know. It's like I believe that Brock Lesnar could beat someone up in like three minutes. Exactly, and it, and it, it's done in a believable way too. It's not just like finisher, you kick out of that. You hit me with your finisher, I kick out of that. Then I hit you with my finisher again, and you get pinned. Like it's not just that simple, you know. Yo, you remember when he beat Randy Orton's ass? What was it that Survivor? Oh, when he busted his head open like a melon. Yeah, that's true. That I was like, he oh. said, Boink. yeah. Cut his shit right open. That was crazy. That was back when they was building Brock. He was just like super dominant. Never was losing. That's crazy. We went through that Brock era. Of him just like having the titles, never going, never showing up. Yeah, yeah that just, shit was annoying. Dude, we were, was we were stuck in that era for like two or almost. It felt like three years. Really. I feel like the Miz is at the top champion. I was like Intercontinental champion because it's like the Universal champion, but it's never on Raw. So like the maze mm-hmm. is like the fact of like at all like the the main event segments and stuff like it's like him and Roman feuding with each other. <laughs> so, um, anything else from Raw before we head out of there? Because we gotta we gotta spend a little bit of time on NXT because huh. it's a definitely a, a topic of conversation as of late. You know, um, we was kind of talking about it earlier. They're trying to shift their focus with the developmental. I guess we heard. See, I don't, I don't really know. I don't like quoting Dave Meltzer, but according to him, his sources, he reads off some memo. Like every time I hear these stories, it's always from like third party. It's like somebody reporting on a report that Dave Meltzer reported. You know what I mean? Like it's them making a report off of Dave Meltzer's podcast, who's reporting from somebody else reporting to him. You know, so yeah. who knows? Take it with a grain of salt is all I'm trying to say. 
basically they saying cut out the midgets, young people. Uh, and then I also heard that they're gonna kind of be improving the lighting and the staging of it and everything. So it's a it's a lot to be it's a lot that we to be desired with NXT definitely. So, oh, there's uh some breaking news here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh oh. Byron Saxton announced to fans at tonight's live, WWE live event on Saturday that Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks could not appear due to unforeseen circumstances. What? This is from Sean Ross Sapp. At the live at the live show tonight. Yeah. So that could be oh, no. a flight. Hopefully not COVID, anything COVID related oh, to both shit. of them. Oh shit. Fan not be COVID, man. Yo, if we get fucked over from this variant again, I swear. I'll be very upset. Maybe Bianca actually caught her in the parking lot. Hopefully it's just this is some flight delays. Yeah, hopefully it's just some travel issues where they gotta make their flight. Can't whatever. Uh, God damn it. Uh all right. Anyway, I forgot what we was talking about with NXT, but we're talking about uh, all the shit, yeah, all, all, the shit. All, the, all the stuff that's been going down backstage. Mm-hmm. So, supposedly. like when y'all hear about that, does it make you more hopeful for NXT just to potentially see a little bit of a switch up? Or do you think that this is the beginning of the down the downhill trend? Because, I mean, I, I don't think that was necessarily their problem, but I guess I kind of see what they're trying to say. They're trying to shift the focus from attacking the Indies because they clearly see that competing with AEW they have nothing really to show for themselves. Like they can't compete against what they're dominating it. You know what I mean? So I think it is kind of smart in their, in their like logic to try to change up their approach because knowing that that other company is snatching up all the people you're probably going to want to get, it's like, you know, it diminishes their chances of succeeding later because it's like you can't, can't pull your eggs in that one basket. Yeah. Yeah, with, with NXT, uh, I I don't know like where they go from here because it feels like kind of like I don't want to say like a dead brand, but like it just doesn't have juice anymore. It feels like mm-hmm. it feels like the, the juice has been like yeah, like the life has been sucked out of out of the company. Like the spirit of NXT has been broken, or at least like yeah. what it used to be has been broken. It has no identity at this point. And they have to kill like, the heart and soul of NXT. It's in such a middling period of where do they really want to go with it? Like, do they want to ramp it up or do they want to turn it down? You know, like, do they want to make it that third brand and really go all out? I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think that's dead. I think now they realizing, you know, we, we need, we do need a developmental. We we can't just have everybody. I mean, I don't know if they want to keep it on TV, move it to Peacock, but we can't just have, you know, this try to be a third brand. You know, we, we got to be real with ourselves. So that third brand stuff was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I think I'm just looking forward to any kind of change with NXT. I'm, I really don't know what that's going to look like, but as long as we move away from where we're at now, I, I'm here for it. If it's a bit, if they can work out something better, where they figure it out, hey. But what, gotta, it, what it, I'm just thinking about like all the people that have been in the performance center and like, like they released a ton, but there's still like probably like 100 people. In the performance center that like have not been on tv yet mm-hmm. yeah so just like thinking about like is the pc a success has nxt been a success like as a means to develop talent like not as a tv show 
because I feel like it's been a successful entertaining TV show, mm-hmm. like as a standalone, but as a means to develop talent for the next generation of WWE. Do you think it's been a success or failure? I mean, that's a it's hard, hard it's question. hard to say because if you look at the main roster now, yeah. right, like majority everybody on there came up through NXT, so you can't really say that they failed. But also but, the people but, that you gotta look at where those they, people were yeah, when exactly. they yeah. got to How NXT. They? What was their indie career like? Or yeah, right, right. Before? Do they need NXT? And also, I'm also thinking like, who got caught up past say like 2017, 2018 from NXT that really succeeded? Because I feel like the people that are popping off now that really are in a good spot, they came up in those earlier kind of days, like 2016, 2015, like Kevin Owens. Or, I mean, Seth and Roman, like, they were NXT really early, you know. Was, was Roman really in NXT for, like, more than, like, a show or no, two? Nah, nah, barely, barely. He was, but, like, FCW But I'm saying, like, if, if you if you want to consider them, like, NXT alumni, like Charlotte and Sasha, that's what I'm saying, too. Like, those, they came up, like, way before, you know, NXT became this huge thing. Um, Even look at, I mean, I guess Shinsuke could kind of be in there, too. Like, he got caught up. 20, mm-hmm. I don't know, 20 seconds. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count Shinsuke. <laughs> he he yeah. could have been on the main roster, like, immediately. That's true, that's true. Well, yeah. like, when you think of a lot of the bigger, like, NXT stories, like, a lot of them could have came straight to the main roster. Like, in the last few years, like, a lot of them didn't really need to go through NXT. Yeah, NXT helped, and they gave them a story that they probably haven't gotten on the main roster since. I mean, yeah, but, but it, just, it just goes back to my point, though. Like, who who really sticks out as, like, people that caught up that's working out right now? I guess huh. Nikki A.S.H., maybe? No? But she went through, like, such, <laughs> like... Bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like everybody had to go through well, bullshit. She has a title. On the she main got, rock. She's champion right now. But, but my thing, mm. like, like you said, everybody, like, people don't come up, like, okay, they have to go through bullshit. <laughs> and then be yeah, made so in their fans' image before they can, they can uh, succeed. But even somebody that comes up and like does succeed, like eventually they like just get sick of them. Like Alistair Black, I thought he was doing okay at the beginning, mm. but then he just like wasn't doing anything for yeah. a long time. And then Ricochet too. Like Ricochet was doing good. He, he was US champion. And then he's just been like a lower card guy for the longest time. Yeah. So it just feels like like people have not been like the the, the vision for NXT, WWE. Like it's so far apart, mm. and then like it shows itself once these guys come up into the to the main roster. It definitely feels like the pacing for building them up is a lot different too. Like I feel like NXT happens a lot quicker than actually building these people up and telling stories that keep us want like wanting to care about them. But you can have instances on a main roster where you won't see people for like a couple months, or what they doing won't really matter for a while. Like mm-hmm. they they really just starting to bring Ricochet back into like the picture of being somebody who can like actually win and like get over. And I think I think the crowd pays a huge factor of that. But yeah, I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't want to go out in a limit completely say NXT fails people. Like they do get a lot of people wrong, but at the same time, you can't say that when like majority of the roster came up through NXT. But as like, but it's like I feel like a lot of them kind of already yeah. had. Like if you could say like someone with very little experience to wrestling went to the pc and then started at nxt and now they're on the main roster and they're like doing something yeah like bianca. crazy again tom bianca. yeah you could say bianca but that's like one person yeah i think you're right i think like bianca is like the main one like even street profits 
Okay. Yeah, I, I guess you can say that. Yeah, they, they weren't that. doing anything. Like Angel Dawkins, I guess. Well, you, he's probably in the performance in the longest of anybody. He's mm-hmm. in for like seven years before he finally got on the main roster. But Matt Riddle. No, nah, Matt Riddle was doing nah. stuff all over the Indies before you got yeah, there. Yeah, but he was uh, doing MMA shit. He made a little he's wave. He made a little wave. He, he would have been fine if he. I feel like he would have been fine if he like just went straight to the main. If he rock. went like, straight. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these guys honestly would have been like, what are they really like learning in, in NXT? So you saying NXT is pointless? For I think for a certain a certain wrestler type of wrestler, it is like a Bobby Roode. Like he he had a good a really good run in NXT, but, but why did Bobby Roode need to be in NXT in the first place? He was a world champion on national television, and like. For years, like mm-hmm. uh, like he was on he was on he was on TNA for what like a decade, like he knew where where the hard camera was, like he knew how to to wrestle <laughs> on TV. He knew like time cues and stuff. But he's his mid thirties. He didn't need to be an XC. It's different now, but back then that formula worked because it was a good it way did. to introduce people to these characters. But it's different now because we know that we're gonna get introduced to these guys, but it's not gonna matter once they go up. That's the problem. Yeah, that's that, what I think. Yeah. That's what I think it all like lies down to because it's like it's not the fact that NXT is a problem, but it's just the fact that there's no like contingency between the two. Like one thing happens over here, and then over, the next thing you know, it's something else. Fucking Dakota Kai is number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. She loses on main event against Aaliyah, somebody who's been in NXT for six years, never went over for like not once. I swear I never saw her win a match ever. She's a perpetual jobber. <laughs> so you're telling me that, like, you have two NXT superstars. We clearly know their stance on one and the other on that show. But then when they go on main event, none of that, all that gets thrown out the window. None of that matters. That's okay. recent, though. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that, slide that in there, though, just as an example of, like, there's no, there's no relevancy, you know? There's no, there's no connection. Zero connection. So did anything connect with y'all this week on NXT? Um, for me... I was kind of thrown off a little bit by Hit Row hanging out in the fucking trailer with a flaming trash can. I thought that shit was whack, bro. I said, y'all y'all look stupid. Like, I don't know. That was one of the first times I was like, yo, these niggas look corny right now, yo. This uh, it kind of makes sense what they're doing with, like, because, what do you say, he stole his grill, so he's burning his mask as, like, mm-hmm. he, still took, he took something personal from me, so yeah. I'm thinking something personal from you. But um, I, 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 I get where you're coming from, though. Another thing. I don't know how much I believe uh, or buy into B-Fab's, uh, her street talk, or um, <laughs> her, <laughs> her, like, you know, her, um, like, just, like, her way of, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just sounds, it, it sounds like it could be worked on a little bit for me. It sounds like, uh, I don't know. It sounds like she's been around the suburbs and the neighbors come. Her vernacular. Yeah, her vernacular, yeah. It's, it's, it's not Brady Rhodes, uh. Level. Oh, oh no, it's not no, Brady Rose. No, 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 no. no, no. I would. I'm not putting that on her. I'm not putting that on her. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, for me, it comes through that this isn't really like how she really talks, like in real life. Is At least the, for me. At least for me. That's how I took away from it. But I'm is not that the scale, the Brandy Rhodes scale, scale, <laughs> on a level of Brandy Rhodes to who's at the top, um, Jay Cargo or? <laughs> Bianca, like, effectively yeah, talking Bianca. as himself. Yeah. yeah, Bianca. Yeah, yeah. I guess on a scale, Brandy Rose to Bianca. Yeah, that's good. So I guess on that scale, I would say she's at, like, six, you know? <laughs> kind of just like, okay, I feel it. But that could be worked on a little bit. Other than that, what else happened on NXT? Uh, 
We oh, getting... Cameron Grimes and uh, L.A. Knight development. Okay, yeah, we're looking like we're getting a match with them again. I think that's my favorite storyline in NXT. Yeah, it's been pretty entertaining. It's the most coherent it's, one. It's like yeah. a mid-card storyline, but I think that everybody's, like, delivering good performances in that. I like L.A. Knight's being, like, uh, like a huge dickhead to Cameron mm-hmm. Grimes. And you want him to, like, to beat him. See, this is, this is a good example of, like, NXT working out, right? Because... Think about somebody like Cameron Grimes. I couldn't see him. He's a guy I think is a good fit for NXT. Like, yeah, he's yeah. a great talent. He had a little bit of a wave before, but I couldn't see him going straight up and them doing good by him. But he, he now, development. yeah, he needed development, and we see him coming coming through. Now, I'm starting to really like fuck with him heavy. You know, even at first when he was a heel, I really enjoyed hating him. You know, like he was he's he's a, somebody who's great has great character work. So. He's somebody who I could see them fucking up when he go up. If he goes up, who knows? Who knows at this point? Um, but yeah, I am enjoying that storyline with them. I think another sort. Well, how, how do you feel about the index storyline? I'm starting to get annoyed. Is it run its course? It. I feel like it's running yeah. its course. Yeah, I think it's, it's been playing out for. I think, the, I think it jumped the shark. I think it jumped the shark. Because yeah, now that they're like, where's it going now? Now that they're together, it's like. Johnny and Candace still like being weird with them and like stalking them, but are they gonna like continue dating? Is she gonna split off from them, or like is he our... gonna like be weirdly around them and just kind of like working with them in a weird way? Was Candace uh, Lorray about to like go away? Possibly. She and might then... still. I mean, they could still film those videos like the same stuff that they did this week with her being pregnant. So. Eh. But then that doesn't really translate to the ring. So it's then it's like, what is index for? Well, it's entertaining, but I I, I I wonder where they where they take it. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to uh, Johnny and Candace who have a baby on the way. <laughs> baby wrestling. <laughs> baby wrestling. Baby wrestling on the way. That should be the name. <laughs> did Did you see Did you see Malcolm Bivens tweet where he's like we tweeted uh. Like a, like a DM, he said to Jagger I was just like, you should name the baby Jontavius. <laughs> he blocked him. <laughs> yeah, he blocked him. Right <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what else happened? Okay, we getting um Cole versus O'Reilly three. Has this storyline run its course? I don't think so. I yeah, think I, th- I think I think if they go past the three stages of hell. <laughs> Not will, it. This it. But this is it. This is this it. This is either. I mean, this is Adam Cole's last NXT match. Maybe. No? Has I think. Be. I think it is. It has to be because it's either he's leaving or he's going up. Oh, you're right. You're right. No option. There's no I, option. I, 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 I was thinking that. Oh, it's AEW or nothing. But I th- you're right. It is it's AEW main roster basically? I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Kyle Rodley wins this then. Yeah. That's gonna be very interesting to see if he where he goes. I'm still thinking about that. What do you think the third stage of hell will be? They didn't okay, announce it. They didn't announce all of them. No, because Regal said if it gets to it's a still third cage. stage. Oh wait, 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 is it? Yeah. I thought I thought he said like if it gets to the third stage, then he'll announce the stipulation. Oh, did he announce it on the show? Yeah, because because they started fighting and then you know how Regal started yelling. Goes, oh, all I right, that. all right. I missed that. I you made that. me angry. <laughs> Still cage match. Oh, I was I was hoping that they would announce it like 
like the night off. <laughs> but I guess that makes sense. And also it'd be predictable too that I was going to a third fall if if that was but well I feel like two three three these stages of hell matches are predictable. Because mm-hmm, you know like, you're gonna get like, to that third, you know you're gonna get to that third fall. It's not necessarily a bad thing though, but So for falls number one and two, they just running back the first two matches that they had together. A traditional match, which is fucking stupid for for a stipulation, and then a street fight. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 what they did. Yeah, the first match they had was a street fight. Then the second one was traditional, and now they're doing the same shit. Why would why would you pick a traditional match as a stipulation? That's just so stupid. Especially because it's a blood. This is like a blood feud. They're supposed to want to kick each other ass. She's like, See, I want to prove that I can beat you. I mean, it's after like, you do street fight and steel cage, I guess what else can you do? No false counter? No, that's like the same shit. See, this Last is man the, standing? No. These are the matches I wish they like could like blade still. Like you don't need to do like bleed all the time, but like I feel like this is a match yeah. like it works. you need to get some blood <laughs> yeah. in it. It'll be it'll be justified. So like, this is a blood feud. Probably got cold for that. When is this pay per view? Because we gotta do our predictions for that. I think it's um that's next week, isn't it? On a Sunday day after, after summer, yeah, a day after SummerSlam. Oh shit! At wow. the CWC still. Oh wow! So we're Damn. getting. Oh shit! So SummerSlam Saturday. Thunder, SummerSlam is next Saturday. Are we from tomorrow? Are we from today? Yes, it is. Oh shit! Oh shit! So we almost there, baby. I didn't Yo, know this was crazy. Back August, back. August is about to be up. Yeah, man. And it's up. And it's up. I'm excited for football. I know that's right. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, Anything else from next NXT? Boom. NXT does not mean you next up. So they need to change the whole brand. Oh, wait. Karen Cross and Samoa. Like, nothing really happened. Karen, shitty ass Cross. He he popped up on Raw this week, right? Yeah, he beat uh, Jeff Hardy. Oh yeah, choked him out. Guys went back. Now does everyone? Does everyone? Does everyone care as much as when they did when he lost? No. Yeah, because it's 50-50 booking. (laughs) So would y'all rather see him just go on a tear and keep winning, or just keep losing? Uh, He probably. (laughs) Same. uh, Yeah. After after he lost, like I, I, this this just ended the character. Should have lost twice. I like the theory that a lot of people been saying on the internet is like if he just kept losing until Scarlet like popped up and then she would like give him the power or some shit, start doing some satanic rituals. They didn't think that far ahead. Yeah. Nah, they didn't. So so this nigga can only lose when this one. This nigga can only win when there's some fucking magic powers on him. Yo, so I, you I was... only can win when his bitches around, huh? <laughs> you gotta show up. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. This should be a skit. <laughs> so, but is that it, NXT? Fuck NXT. Honestly, though, what 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 does Scarlett do? I don't know. She sings the she, song. She, mess, she doesn't cut promos. She lip syncs. She lip syncs the song. Yeah, what does she do? That's what I'm saying. She just stands there and looks pretty for him. His really? wife, his wife, man, come on. He don't want to. He brings her out because he don't want nobody talking to his wife in the back. He got to keep his eyes on her like Macho Man. Yeah, I was gonna bring that. Up. <laughs> you you got to do, it yeah, like with Elizabeth. You got to hold her hand down to the ring. I think she's there just to, um, just More to conjure support. him, to conjure him. You know, like he's a he's a an apocalyptic demon, right? Isn't that his character? So he's coming here to bring the end of time. She comes out singing the song. That spawns the ritual that brings him out of the mist and out of the darkness, and he appears 
and he's gonna he's gonna wreak havoc on everybody. He's doomsday. Oh my god, he's end of the world. Oh, no. he's <laughs> he what's it called? And then he uh he's dressed like a like a cards dealer in Vegas too. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got that little skirt thing going, looking like that's a like a Roman. That's like a that's like a Roman gladiator thing, right? Yeah. He, just, he dresses like a subway performer. <laughs> <laughs> And I heard he's um he's on TikTok, right? Isn't that what he's talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. He's just talking about TikTok. Yeah, I think he makes TikToks. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Wait, are you guys serious? No. <laughs> Can you imagine characterizing TikTok? <laughs> he's just on. He's like, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him getting closer and closer to the camera. He's like, TikTok. <laughs> so yeah, fuck NXT. I'm out of there. Um. We are potentially less than a week away from seeing the return of CM Punk. And all the rumors are saying that he's looking good in ring. I don't know who's I don't know who knows what. Somebody got a secret uh camera footage of him in his gym at his house or something. That's a little creepy. I'm, I mean, I don't really know. I forget, I forget what the report said. I think it was the cast because he's like doing that one show, Heels on oh, yeah, Stars. Yeah, so he was he was wrestling in that, I think. So he's doing some training there and they say he was looking good. It looks good, called. Mike. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Punk was like secretly training this entire time for like a few years already, just like at his house. I feel like he could have been. Yeah, like, like a who knows if he has it. a whole ring built in his backyard or some shit. I, I feel like because he's been talking about wrestling a lot more, mm-hmm. like interacting with a lot more the past like few years than he was. So maybe mm-hmm. like over the past few years, he got like the bug back again. I feel like he has, it's... especially with, especially with everything going on with like AEW, just all this. Uh, high energy that's really happening across the board just like everybody moving here and there it's just a lot of movement happening really everybody's showing that you can make a wave outside of that shit program that he didn't fuck with you know and that was the main thing he's harping on they ruined they ruined his perspective on wrestling you know but go ahead i'm excited to see like a rejuvenated punk like a rejuvenated punk is healed from his injuries because towards the end of his run like you could tell he was just like not himself at all he was weighed down by like some like bad injuries, like bitterness over some like things that are happening back there, like backstage. Like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is weighing him down. So it'd be nice to see like refresh CM Punk. And according, according to those reports, people did say he looked better than like when he left. You know, so that is something I'm looking forward to. Especially too, there's so many like young guys that he can work with, as yeah. well. And, and Ada, you, like I think he's like named some. I think he said like Darby and like Hobbs. Or people that he wants to work with in, mm-hmm. in AEW, so like he, he can definitely help like elevate guys and bring to another level. I'm kind of concerned about where they're going, where like, where they're gonna slot him in first. Like, do you think they go right into him versus Kenny? Or I mean, obviously, I think his first match gonna be against Darby. Yeah, even teasing a heavy. I don't want. I don't know if I want them to throw him into Kenny yet without doing Adam Page. I guess Adam yeah. Page should be the one to beat him, you know, but. I, I, don't I mean, I guess if, if that's something we're getting on the way, I guess, sure. But I just feel like now it feels like the Adam Page-Kenny storyline is going to take too long to de- really fully develop. But I think I think they're going Darby and Punk as, like, the first feud. Yeah, that's fine with me. That's fine. I think, I think this is – I think it's not going to be just, like, one match, a one-off match between them. I think they're going to have, like, a full-fledged feud. But then I guess the question is, do you even have a face and heel between them? Because you can't turn Punk heel, like – why not? Off the bat. Why not? I'm here for it. Not a Chicago, but I'm here for it. 
Like, I don't know, because I, I don't know if you can turn I don't think he's gonna I don't think it's gonna take. Like, look at look how hard it is for Britt Baker to get heel reactions right now. Heel punk was always the best though. It is the best. I think maybe he could build to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you do. I think like not first night, bat, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Down, yeah, you're right. Like down the line, maybe he could be like friendly with Darby for for a little bit too, and then drop the hammer on him. Yeah, I hope so. Um, the the real money, the real money punk feud. I think that was him versus Page, because you got especially a heel punk versus Page, because you got like if he starts like tapping into like straight edge society mm-hmm. punk. And then you got like alcoholic <laughs> Adam oh. Page. Yo, what if they? Oh, yo, shit. what if they do a straight edge society reunion? You got Doc Gallows there. You got um, Serena Deeb. You're right. You got Serena Deeb there. It can happen. <laughs> we can have see. We can see straight edge society return. That'd be crazy. Um, but I did want to talk about like you mentioned how Punk is like starting to talk about wrestling more. He did say this week that wrestling quote needs it does need a kick in the dick. And I'm over here just like, yo, kick us in the dick, punk. What's up? Like, come on, let's do it. I think, do you think this is like a direct tease from him saying like, you know, wrestling needs that kind of spark and I'm here to provide that, you know, because that, that's what it is. That's what it feels like to me. Because look, punk going to AEW, I don't care what the WWE says, it solidifies them as direct competition and they can't deny it no more because you see it as a result in a product. AEW is looking at them as competition. You see what they producing, man. They coming out here swinging. WWE, they don't they don't look at they don't think they got any competition right now. They think they think it's easy and breezy for them, not knowing <laughs> that most of their fans not fucking with this shit, man. I'm a, I'm fucking with one out of your three shows this week. That's it. And I don't even recognize SmackDown as WWE. <laughs> you just recognize it as what the Roman show? Just recognize it as Friday Night SmackDown. I recognize it as Fox Friday Night SmackDown. Fox is Friday night. <laughs> Fox is Friday night. <laughs> yeah, it's owned by Fox. But yeah, man, I'm I'm hyped for this punk shit. Um, and uh, from any uh, AW did debut a new show though on Friday. Speaking of Friday night wrestling, we got a new routine now. Now instead of having three hours of wrestling on just Mondays, we got it on Fridays too. I would much rather watch the Friday alternative though than I would I could I would just completely skip out on Raw now nowadays. So. It's not like I'm. It's not like I'm really uh, watching more than I was before, you know. So th- this mm-hmm. is a good substitute. Um, but what were y'all thoughts on the first episode of Rampage? I thought it was good. I liked the format they had with like the main event match to start off the show, basically with uh, Kenny Omega and Christian, and then you had like you had like you kicked it off with a bang too. You have Kenny taking his first loss in a singles match in what like over a year at this point. Yeah. So. So I thought if he got off the show, the show off to a good start, mm-hmm. made it newsworthy off the bat, and then you had I thought Fuego del Sol and uh, Miro was good for for as short as it was. Like he got like they somehow got the crowd to believe that Fuego del Sol might beat Miro, so that was good. Yeah, and then Britt Velvet and uh, Britt. Like, I like the ending of that match. How, like, home. Set home yeah, good. send it home for Baker, most over person on that show. And then I liked how she reversed. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I liked let's, how she, oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, let's not sleep on Red Velvet, but go ahead. Oh, no, no. I thought, I thought, I thought they both did really well. I know she's over your mind, too. Yeah. I really fuck with Red Velvet. But I liked how, I liked the ending of that match, too. Like, how 
how Ravel was working over her injured wrist, and then and then Britt like switched sides to to hit her submission on on Red Velvet. Like she couldn't use her like injured hand to apply the submission. She switched sides so she could put it with her not injured mm-hmm. hand. So I thought that was really good. I thought that was the form of the show. It was a nice fast hour of television. Yeah. I like the format of it too. I hope they stick to that like three three match format. Just like have three solid matches each week to go into. Um, did you get to check it out, Dylan? Too? I did. Only saw the, the first and the last match though. Okay, shout so out, shout out to Christian. Missed, shout out to Christian. Missed, yeah, that's Yo. that's the main thing I wanted to get at though. You know? Peeps. Peeps. Christian, um Christian Cage. Once again, impact <laughs> champion, man. Uh the good one of originally days. what 2006 won the NWA title, which I guess was kind of that's when it was merged with TNA, sort of. Did, did you win the, the, the TNA title too, or was it just the NWA? I thought he won in like 07 or something too. Yeah, like, he did win the NWA in, in 06 and 07. I felt like he did win the TNA heavyweight, but I, I didn't see any pictures of that. I don't know. I think I he like did he win 07. I, I think he won, I think he won the NWA first, and then yeah. like after they won the TNA, after they changed it to like the TNA for heavyweight championship, he won it. Yeah, but yeah, shout out to Christian, man. Get his world title before Edge do, you know? Out here making moves. Man. Honestly, bro, Edge, I mean, no, Christian works a lot better than Edge nowadays. I mean, you could argue back then if that was the case too, but definitely now Christian is Christian is putting his all out there. Oh, yeah. He's, he hasn't missed a step. And it's crazy, uh, though. Like, think about how crazy this year has been. Oh, this shit is Christian, crazy. Christian came out of retirement. At the Royal Rumble this year, after <laughs> retired for seven years, made it to the final four of the Royal Rumble, and then signs with AEW <laughs> and faces, yeah, Kenny, faces Kenny Omega on the first show of AEW's second TV show on national television, and then he beats Kenny Omega for the Impact <laughs> World Championship. It's just crazy. Are they overbooking Christian? Is this Overbook. not believable? Does this seem uh, non-believable or does it seem valid? I think he deserves like, it. Yeah. But especially the way it. they did it too. It. Like, like he kind of cheated to win a little bit, but like not really because yeah, no, only only because share. it because of Kenny's fault though, you know. Yeah, they they tried to get involved. I love how they did it. And boy, was it satisfying seeing that the kill switch on that chair, the way they did it, the way oh, he sold it. He ooh, snapped his neck. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. I love the way that played out. Um so I, I like the title change decision. So I'm kind of distracted right now. I'm watching Triple Triple Mania 29 or whatever the fuck. And oh, this nigga really? came through. Yeah, I sent y'all the link in the Twitter chat. Oh, but this nigga came through on with a Spider-Man outfit, hanging, hanging upside down Spider-Man position, like on a zip line. He, that's how he came out to the shit. Sure. That was crazy. <laughs> that was I've never seen some shit like that. But but yeah, sorry, I was distracted. Um but yeah, I, I thought it was genius, like how they um how they played that up. You thought that they was gonna give another cheap one to Kenny with the interference, but then he switched it, got a kill switch onto the chair. And now we got a new champ. Is this the downfall of Kenny Omega? Because look, triple triple mania is tonight. It's right now. Kenny could lose this title in a few hours to Andrade, and then next thing you know, all he got is one title. See, um, I, I like that. Like, if did you like the downfall of like the belt collector? Mm-hmm. So, because I think I think it, it it ultimately makes him more dangerous for all out mm-hmm. too. Because like 
if that's the only belt that he has, if he loses the impact and he loses the triple A, then all he has is the AEW World Championship. Mm-hmm. And he'll do like anything to hold on to that. So I think we'll see like a more vicious uh Kenny Omega at all right. out. I, what do you think about them giving Christian another like it didn't really make sense for, to me for him to get like two world championship title matches. You know, I thought he could have just picked one and they should have just let that rock. Cause now it's like, what's the point? What's the well, point he did, of them he having beat him? Yeah. He beat him. So that means what he can fight for the other one. Yeah. I, I think that, that makes, makes sense. Cause he's the number sense. one contender, but I thought they announced it before though. They didn't announce it before. He, he, they announced that he was after the, the yeah, the, the AW world champion first. And then he said that he was challenging for the impact one. After he announced that he was the number one gender. Got you. Okay, so that's why they had that like announcement last week. Okay, that makes sense. So so yeah, I, I mean Kenny will probably defend in that case. Um I think it'll still I think the end game is still Paige and Omega. Definitely, Paige, definitely. I think it's gonna be a full gear though, that, that Paige takes it off of him. So as far as um if we thinking that this is like the end of Kenny's like belt collector thing. Overall, do you, who do you think this worked like? Whose favorite has worked into the most? Because honestly, I don't think it really benefited any promotion. They was just like held their titles captive. But trip, oh, I guess it kind of benefits them because he's still like on the shows. Like, yeah. he's he's not doing like a Brock Lesnar thing where he like never shows. I guess with Triple A, he hasn't really shown up until like tonight to defend the title. Mm-hmm. But with Impact, he was on there like pretty regularly. So it wasn't like he he wasn't like a part of the show. Yeah, when he was champion. But I think it did. I think ultimately did kind of benefit Impact because it because they really didn't have that much buzz on them before. Yeah, that's true. That's this true. AW partnership, and now they like still have continued that with like Christian being the the champion, and, they, and I think eventually they'll, they'll eventually transition that to like a full time Impact wrestler. They'll take the title, but. I think I think it has benefited uh, other parties than just Kenny Omega and AEW. Yeah, for me, I just feel like I can't really think of. I mean, he didn't lose all the titles yet, obviously, but I can't think of many people he really like made look better. You know, out out of this feud, like he he defended it against who? Like he defended against Moose and I think Sammy Callahan. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, I haven't really been tuned into Impact to really judge that as much, but. To me, it just felt like, you know, he held him. It made him look pretty powerful. But outside of that, I, mean, I, I don't know. For me, I feel like it didn't really, it didn't really like, move the needle for anybody else. I think they just, like, brought eye, more eyes to impact. Yeah. This game with more buzz than they had before. And it has legitimacy to Kenny. Um, but, like, I remember in the beginning of this, I thought this was, like, game-changing. I thought this was about to open up some kind of revolution. Yeah, it didn't really – it didn't really – do anything beyond like the Good Brothers coming over? I mm-hmm. like, I, like I think Jordan Grace like brought this up. Like she, she would have wanted to have more like women like crossover, like impact wrestling women, AW women to like yeah. face off each other. I would like to see it. Impact has a has a solid women's roster or not yeah, division. I they say. do. I think they could have benefited AW a lot, but okay. it seems that like they only have like one women's segment on the show each week. Mm-hmm. Man, speaking of women on AEW, though, Britt Baker is so fucking over. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. She, it's she, ridiculous. It's crazy, too, from where she started at. Like, mm-hmm. she's getting, like, go away heat, basically. Bro, that, um, that, like, that, 
like uh split screen segment they did with like Tony Schiavone like her just like her confidence in this role is is like tremendous it's just like her you could tell like everything she says she believes it you know she has such a believable like um confident character oh yeah she she's she's following all cylinders right now mm-hmm. it's like the way she's speaking like what you said like He's like a different, a different level of confidence. Mm-hmm. She has that catchphrase. She got that catchphrase working yeah. for her. D M D. Yeah, just like She's Austin three sixteen says. I just whip. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we went over this. We went over this. So yeah, that's working. Um, next week. Next week's gonna be a big week. Rampage, Chicago, first dance, CM Punk, maybe, possibly, should be, has to be. Um. But as far as wrestling, I think that's all I got in the ring. I think I think that's it. For I think that's week. it. I think that's it. So um, yeah, I guess we can yeah. wrap then. I guess we can wrap the show. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I don't got no final thoughts. We covered wrestling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about wrestling. That's it. So um, subjects the change. Subjects we're changing. Um, should we talk about? Nah, I don't know. We do have plans for that NXT thing. Well, we're gonna talk about it later. We yeah, we we, 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 we have something we have something in the works, possibly maybe. Oh, but I feel like you should, mention, <laughs> you should mention on a pod how um Dylan's graphic was popping off, man. Shout out to yeah. our, our talented graphic artist, the Slim Sensei, man. Our um that that cover art, man, for 2K22. It, I mean, they got beautiful. They got a lot to follow up. You know, they got a lot to compete with right there, man. We got a little bit of buzz off that shit. They were there being silent and being quiet and not sharing the news. Mm-hmm. See, they, they gotta send us like a, uh, an advanced copy of Two K Twenty or something, man. Oh, you gotta man. let me make the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, please yeah. do. They should just they they need to just commission you and pay you, Dylan. Be like, look, this cover is perfect. We're about to pay you two hundred thousand dollars for this cover of Two K Twenty Two. That'd be beautiful. All the listeners, the audience out there, you know. Keep retweeting it so we can get get Sasha to see it, please. Yeah, get us paid. <laughs> but actually, hey, baby, get us paid. But yeah, um, if you didn't know, you can follow us on Twitter at sub number two change pod. You can follow me at Vince McMahon's with a Z. And yeah, keep it locked. You can follow me at Chad Gelfan on Twitter, and catch my writings in the Wrestling Estate. Follow me on uh, Instagram at Slim Villain. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Slim Villain. Oh, yeah, also, sub to change pod on Instagram too. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week again. It's going to be a pretty loaded show because we'll have to preview SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver 36. So we're going to have to figure out if y'all want to record Friday um, if we can just to try to get that in before yeah. SummerSlam. We'll, 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 we'll work it we'll out. work that out. Yeah. But all right, y'all, thank you for tuning in. Episode number 24 of S2C. We'll be back next week. Y'all stay good. Keep noting your high spots and your low blows. We'll provide you with the same. All right. Those we'll get my title back. Peace. Uh, nah, I think not. <laughs> <laughs>